dog shut in my mouth, Sharon. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. So good. Y'all see all that goodness? Let me see what it looked like. So far tonight, I'm average. Hey, all you people. Hello. Happy Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Titty Tuesday. Titty Tuesday. Token Tuesday. Talking about Tuesday. Jesus Christ, why don't you put some goddamn clothes on? No. Okay. In the bowl. Tuesday, in the bowl. In the bowlio. In the bowlio. That is where we are at. It is Tuesday, October 6th. First October show. We've been streaming the shit out of some Halloween tunes. That's right. So if you want to add any Halloween tunes to this playlist, if you think you have one we don't already have, send it to uh, one of us at bullafterbull.com. I'm Spencer. I'm Lorian. And that's how you can get to us. L-A-U-R-I-E-N. We're also video streaming this thing on our OnlyFans page. The OnlyFans. The OnlyFans. For now. Yep. I'm going to try and get some kind of um, non-third-party solution. Yes, please. Like an independent solution. Just put it, yeah, somehow behind a paywall on our site. Yeah, that would be nice. Member lounge. <laughs> I am taking uh, a full-stack web development course coming up starting on the 19th, and hopefully after all of that intensive, intensive learning, I can at least figure out how to start that process, right? Yeah. That's, that's the hope. Um, I had, th- I had brainstormed like maybe a, uh, live stream thing that everyone has like access to that might be like limited or censored or something. And then like a member one behind a paywall safe and sound, hmm. but I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I'm looking around at options, but for now we have the OnlyFans, onlyfans.com slash Lorian. That's where we are currently streaming to. Yes. For bowl after bowl every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Central. We're also playing around with maybe moving that to 9 p.m. Central. Yeah. Thinking about it. Want to hear from you, the listeners, because like your considerations are the more important ones. What would you like to hear? What would you like to see? What would you like to feel? And at what time? (laughs) Yes, and when? You can always give us a call or shoot us a text at 816-607-3663. And uh, tonight at the end, we'll be talking about the first time I ever went bowling. So that's the first time I ever topic tonight. If you have a uh, story for us, dial it in. 816-607-DOOF. DOOF. D-O-O-F. DOOF. That's right. It works. I tried it earlier and it worked. Um, you can also text that line if you're voice shy. You don't, wanna, you don't want to, um, you know, have your voice on the air. We understand. You can just text it. We'll read it in our own voices. Or we might make up a funny voice for you. Mm. You can also send nudes. You can send nudes to the text <laughs> line. It works. We've also tested that. Yes. Um, you can also respond to previous first time I ever's, like this texter did, all the way from the Philippines, the crazy Austinite. Oh, shouldn't we wait till we're behind the curtain for that? No, because this is an old one. Okay. All right. You know, last time we talked about... The first time I ever saw porn? Yes. Yes. And uh, he says, the first time I saw porn... 
I broke into a broken dark car when I was 12 and found a porn mag from the mid-80s. The mag must have been eight years old. Masturbation ensued. That's hardcore. That sounds about right. <laughs> For the crazy Austinite. <laughs> I remember one time we found a big cache of magazines, like, just down by this river. Like, as though somebody had, like, huh. found them and got pissed off at somebody else and just, like, grabbed them all and threw them by the, by the river. Oh, I would have thought maybe they had a secret spot. That could be, too. Like, that could be, too. This is little my collection. Spot. This is where I go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been a wild week. You know, it's funny because the last episode that we did was the live debate. Yeah. And then we rolled the show into it afterwards, and then we switched it in post. So if you listened in post, which most of you did, uh, you heard the debate after the show, which I think is a little bit better way to experience it. But um, it just feels like so much longer than a week ago. It sure it? does. I mean, Trumpy Dunn got COVID and got over it since then. Yeah. All kinds of things have happened. Oh, I'm sorry. He's not healed from it yet. Just read the headlines. Well, he had the perfect uh, quarantine. Quarantine. <laughs> oh, my darling. Oh, my darling. Oh, oh my darling. Quarantine. <laughs> Oh, this is why we need to start the show earlier. It's getting too close to my bedtime already. Yeah. So what's that all about? Trumpy has the perfect quarantine period between the debates, though. Right. I thought that was interesting. It was like, wow, that COVID couldn't have struck at a better time. I know. Very convenient. If he spent the whole 14 days, he would have got out the day before the debate. Yeah. The day before debate two. Yeah. We got into a heated debate with your dad about that debate. <laughs> You did. Oh, yeah, I did. You're right. I was totally sidelining. You uh, calmed it all down. Yeah. He seemed to be very, very emotionally upset that Trump didn't shut the fuck up, which is sort of not the point of a debate. (laughs) Yeah, but he also was defending Chris Wallace, which is what really ticked me off. Chris Wallace kind of a slimy guy. He's great. There's nothing wrong. I was like, (laughs) fuck that guy. Chris Wallace is the worst of all of them on the stage, I guess, really. Yeah. Trump had to debate him and Joe. I mean, Biden's pretty bad, but yeah. I don't know. What's the difference? Not much. What's the difference between a Biden and a walrus? Couldn't tell you. And the very next day, we went on abs in a six-pack. That's right. With Mr. Sir Seedsitter. Yeah, and Illuminatia. Illuminatia was on. That was fun. And his cohorts were mysteriously absent. Again. <laughs> Second time. We must scare them off. We, I think so. Yeah. Somehow. I thought for sure they'd be there this time. See, we rolled out a fun announcement, which we will roll out to you all. You won't want to. You wouldn't want to roll it out. Do you want to? Do you want to roll it out? No, yeah. See, like, look, I was looking at your face, and you're like, <laughs> I mean, I didn't have it in my notes, but well, <laughs> yeah, it's in you it. somewhere. We already, we already shared it. At, well, it's such a, like an Easter egg at the end of that episode, though. It is hidden. It was kind of a great way to get people to listen to it, but. Yeah, but uh, see, we love the, the thing bowlers, was, and so the thing was, Illuminati had announced that she had just found out she was pregnant, and it was like a beautiful show, and like is there, it's her first pregnancy, so it's all very exciting. She's looking for like people to share that with, right? So Lorian's perfect. She's like the home birth mom type, uh, holistic, uh, certified doula, um, baby lady. Well, baby lady. Little did anyone know, but us, that that same day. We found out we are pregnant. Yes. And we are expecting our third human resource. I am pregnant. <laughs> Coming in June. And that was well. 2021. Wild because we just found out that morning. Yeah, it was that very day. And it was like, it came up and we like looked at each other and we're like, 
because we were gonna we were gonna tell my dad the next day and my mom the day after that, right? It was like all kind of planned. And then after that, we were like, who do we tell? What do we say? What do we, you know? It's kind of nice to have people not know in a certain sense. And then they're not like looking at you like, oh, you're pregnant. What are you doing? Oh, you're pregnant. What are you doing? Like, yeah. you know, whether you're uh, bowling, whether you're bowling, That's whether you're the one that takes me off the most glass of red wine, whether you're uh, partaking in improper dancing in the middle of the street. Any of that. It just seems like people look at you with a different lens. And then we remembered, oh, wait, we don't give a fuck what people think. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And so we are just transparent and loving life and telling everybody yes. what's going on. Do early June. Yes. Nadia and Lorian. Yeah, now carrying we're, babies at the same time. So now they're like... We're uh, pregnancy buddies. Yeah, baby buds. <laughs> She's doing May, so we're pretty close together. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Excite, super excited for her with her first though. Yes. So the first baby, I said something to your sister once where I was like, well, you know, when we found out we were pregnant with our second daughter, Asina, I said, we're pregnant, but it doesn't really matter because only the first kid is special. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> the pregnancy announcements after that, I mean, we didn't, I don't plan to do baby showers or anything. Yeah. I think that's just for the first kid. Well, once you get all the free shit you need, then you don't need them anymore. Oh, if you save it and it doesn't break, yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, uh, all right, every baby shower from now on, uh, we'll just invite 20 people and you give us 5% of the cost of a car seat and we're good. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> that's yeah. really the only thing you well, need for extra kids. Is, and especially now. Who's got a phone? It's you. Mine is far, far away. But God especially now with the three babies needing car seats, mm-hmm. we're going to have to try and look up if there's car seats that are like combined into one. Like a triple bench that, kind like, of thing? Yeah, that well, like connect with each other When something. the infant's still an infant, he's going to need an infant seat. Yes, you know? and we have, have like one a, of those. But eventually when they're all in that, I don't know. I mean, Ray's going to be they'll f- I guess they'll old fit. enough to be front facing before anybody, you know, like. Yeah, but the crea- one I of think the- that shit's just for triplets, man. Okay, fair enough. They all got to be the same size if it's the same seat. Yeah, I just think maybe we just need a bigger car. <laughs> oh, the craziest thing though is that like a week before I took the pregnancy test, and we knew, we knew we were pregnant. Well, it starts with leaving it in at the end. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the that's kind of the key. Well, you just we decided we're like, okay, time for another baby. We're like, hey, do you want to start leaving it in? But <laughs> right then, like the important climactic moment, it was more like, you want to start? No. And she was like, what? And I was like, okay, good. No, it was not like that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we talk about things. Yeah, no, I just try to be wild. <sighs> Wild man spets over here. Yeah, he does seem a bit woozy, doesn't he? No, now the strangest thing to me was that about a week before our abs in a six pack announce, uh, yeah, announcement, and before we took the test, we had we went up to the lake house, and we had a no agenda meetup that night. So our girls went up with their pop, Spencer's dad, beforehand, and your sister went up and visited, um, and I guess. Our oldest daughter, Rayla, was talking about, oh, my little sister, Sophie, and just like talking about, right? Was she saying baby Sophie or little sister? Yeah, something like that. So everyone's telling us, oh, you're, you know, Rayla's talking about a Sophie. 
Sophie. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if we have a boy or a girl, personally. I think no. it would be great to have a boy, finally. But the girls have both voiced that they want a little sister. And Rayla obviously wants to name it Sophie. Which, coincidentally, your dad said was his grandmother's name. Mm, middle name? Middle name. Maybe. Maybe first name. I don't know. Well, we'll have to but, fact yeah, check that. He but did, he, did he brought that. that up, and I thought that was really interesting. She's also had, like, an imaginary friend for a long time mm-hmm. that may or may not be Sophie. So, yeah. Exciting. I'm excited. We're going to meet with our midwife next week and mm-hmm. start the process. and Get it all lined up. Yeah. I'll, I'll narrate on the show how all those meetings go. Usually it's just like, how are you feeling? How, what are your levels? Like, you know, you make sure you're hydrated eating lots of protein and then you lay down and you listen to the heartbeat on that little monitor thingy and that's it it's pretty chill meeting with a midwife not having to go to a doctor or hospital and get poked and prodded all the time although i think the first meeting with her i'm gonna have to get like four blood tests which you know i handle very well <laughs> it's like uh there's something to be said about going through the whole entire childbirth process from start to finish twice and having never stepped on a linoleum tile the whole time yeah it's a blessing the closest we came is like the ultrasounds and those were both like the hard carpet but yes no no tile no linoleum crap dude now i will say there was a piece of me that very hesitant to talk about this pregnancy until after the second trimester came yeah because a few years back we did have an ectopic pregnancy Mm -hmm. and once you've gone through an ectopic your chances your your chances of it happening again um go up so i think i think we're good Mm -hmm. um there was actually uh i ended up in the emergency room because of the ectopic um and the emergency room doctor the first time i went told me i had a uti and sent me home with uti medicine and also was like oh and by the way you're pregnant well so then i'm treating an ectopic pregnancy with uti medicine for like a week and had to go back to the emergency room because it kept uh, hurting uh, yeah it got to the point where i was just like could not breathe could not move was in severe pain just sweating and um and then that second time we went to the ER the first thing a nurse said to me is like well it could just be really bad gas I was like go fuck yourself seriously I hate this place never come here <sighs> but no I'm feeling I'm feeling good about it and uh yes. yeah and our two girls are very excited and they know there's a baby growing in mom's belly so they're mm-hmm. interested and uh, that brings me into their dreams that they've been having recently. They, they're dreaming wild dreams, that's for sure. Like, last week, Rayla came to me to tell me about a nightmare she had where... And Rayla's three, and then Asina is 19 months old. So yeah. she'll be two in February. Yep. Uh, Asina, Rayla woke up one morning and was just scared said she was too scared to go in the living room and I asked why and she said there's a chicken in the living room. I was like what are you talking about? She said the chicken threw an egg at me and then ate my leg. I was like excuse me? She said he pecked behind my knee and broke my knee and I was like whoa and then Asina was pointing to her leg our other daughter and she's like uh uh leg and come to find out when they were talking to Spence about this in the bathroom, because like, I said to Spence, I said, you have to talk to them about this nightmare. It is the weirdest, <laughs> this is the weirdest nightmare Rayla has ever told me about. 
And um, yeah, she kept saying, "I saw a chicken at the bottom of my dream." Yeah, that too. The way she words that is so weird. But comes to find out, she she then Rayla says, "The chicken ate Asina's leg too." So Spence turns to Asina and said, "Were you also in the same dream?" And Asina said, "Yeah," and nodded her head and like responds to all the cues of the dream with like actions to like show that. She knows exactly what Rayla's talking about. It is the weirdest thing. So they talk about sharing dreams. And then like two nights later, Rayla said to me when I was taking her and Cena to bed at the same time, we're going to dream about, we're going to meet the baby tonight, mom. I said, oh, in a dream? She said, yeah, Cena and I are going to meet your baby tonight. And I was like, well, that's fucking cool. <laughs> you guys are like dream traveling or whatever. This whole thing is very, very spooky. Yeah, it's a little spooky, but <laughs> but then, so the next day, uh, Rayla woke up and I said, Ray, did you have a dream last night? And then she said, there was a chicken at the bottom of my dream and went <laughs> right back into that nightmare. Yeah. I said, no, you had that nightmare like three nights ago. Come on, tell me a good dream now. It really <laughs> stuck with her, man. Yeah, she still talks about it. I mean, when we went to visit your pop on Sunday, she was telling him about the chicken eating her leg, breaking her knee. Crazy. Crazy. So strange. But yeah, if they're dreaming in the same dreams, then that's kind of neat. Yeah, definitely neat. That's kind of cool. I thought that was pretty cool. Like I had a little sister growing up, but we never shared the same room, you know? And how many years are between you guys? Two. Two, yeah. Two plus a month. Oh, it's pretty close to Rayla and Asina. Yeah. Another spooky pregnancy thing is that my um, surgery for my ectopic pregnancy was on February 2nd and Asina was born on February 2nd the next year mm -hmm. so in a lot of ways I like to think it was her trying to be born the first time didn't make it then came back and was like yes now is my time but yes. who knows we'll never know we'll until never know. <laughs> you don't know until you know and probably dead then or born again and you just never know <laughs> <laughs> you know what I found out today that really pissed me off what's that this is the inaugural National Voter Education Week. As if the register to vote bullshit hadn't been crammed down my throat enough. Yeah, it's every app you use. It's every like, app you use. Do you log every on to Instagram? You do you log on to, to Spotify? Do you log on to Facebook? Do you log on to Twitter? Do you log on to freaking anything? Everyone with a website wants to say register to vote. Yeah. And, of course, I looked into this uh, VoterEducationWeek.org's about page and Facebook has, of course, donated money to them. And I first uh, heard about it, though, because Normal made a post yesterday about providing resources for voters. And then they just pretty much copied the text and description from this National Voter Week Education, Voter Education Week.org's site. Uh, but <laughs> this, this stuff really grinds my gears, man. And it's just offensive to me to think it's like they just assume no one knows how to register to vote, which I thought was a pretty basic thing to do. And also, like, why this election? Well, we know why, but still. You do it through your county website, typically. And, like, and uh, you may you might even start with your secretary of state's website and then we'll refer you to the county clerk. Like, just just listen to their lead in sentence this week for the first time ever. 
voting experts, nonprofits, election officials, businesses, and more are bringing their expertise together under one umbrella to ensure all voters have the information they need to be hashtag vote ready. Puke. Oh, just, ugh. And so then they have like daily tasks that they're doing, like daily info graphics, essentially. Like Monday was hashtag vote ready. Today was hashtag mail ready. Tomorrow was hashtag vote plan ready. Like, oh, think about how you're going to vote. It's like, what? You don't know that already? Then you're fucked. I don't know. This reminds me of uh, episode 41. While you're pooping, think about how you're a bad American if you haven't registered to vote. Exactly. It's fucking infuriating to me. And it's just like it catches my eye every time it comes up. Thursday, hashtag ballot ready. Well, like only always... on Thursday should you start to read about the candidates and issues that will be on your ballot. And then Friday, the one that really made me put this in the fucking show is hashtag we ready 2020. Not we are ready. We ready. Oh my. Dang it. And it just rem- brought me back to that fucking nfl commercial that was on all the time where they were singing that is that, we ready though that steam song no nah, no nah, hey kiss him goodbye but they're just going we ready <laughs> we ready god dang fucking dumb <laughs> and then just that just juxtaposing nfl with fucking voting are you accusing me of being dumb <laughs> Oh, I'm probably the one that's dumb for getting worked out, worked up about this shit, but boy, it's offensive to me. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just like every direction. Do you know how you're going to vote? Have you even registered to vote? Blah, 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 blah. You even get mail. People are, you know, my tax money is going to print offs. Here's all the ways you can vote in Missouri. Yeah, I fucking know. I'm going to, you know how I'm going to vote? The same way I vote every single time. I'm going to walk in there. Take a pencil, fill in the bubble, and then slide it into the machine that eats the thing. The ballot. Yeah. On election day, yeah. Yeah. And fuck, if I have to put a bandana over my face and look like I'm about to rob the place to get in, I will. But on election day. Yeah. On election day. On election day. Vote in person. I'm not doing early voting, absentee voting, mail-in voting. No. Ludicrous. Silly. Yeah. And then it's like, they're not really educating voters. These people probably, that they're targeting, they're only going to vote in presidential elections every four years. You know, I think they're going after uh, kids, you know, who are just about to turn 18 and know nothing. they get you in school even. Like, the register to vote thing, I voted, I registered to vote in high school when I was 18, when I was graduating. Then I had to re-register when I moved to Columbia. I registered in the dorms and voted in Columbia. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty simple. Yeah, exactly. You don't really have to have Facebook help you. No. <laughs> when I was 18, we didn't have the social media campaigns and national vote, educate, organize, fucking whatever week. The most beautiful young people you've ever seen. Yeah. Believe me. Well, coming up is the most influential event of every election cycle, the vice presidential debate. Oh, yes. So our good friends at Hog Story, John and Carolyn... Invited us to a uh, uh, forecast. Debate foursome. A uh, 4G. 4G. Hell uh, yeah. We'll Tomorrow night. We'll be live night. streaming that shit. Playing No Agenda Bingo. Uh, Fletch even sent me the heads for that we're going to use for the tokens. All right. Which I did last time. 
I don't know if they've got video feeds, but I could add their video feeds if they video in. Or we can do audio or whatever. I'm not really sure. It's all just go with the flow, as is our styles. Both of our, all four of our styles. Yes. In the 4G. Fluid 4G. Just kind of let it flow. Let it flow. And then let it flow. we'll worry about <laughs> mopping it up afterwards. <laughs> well, you always bring a towel. You can't forget a towel. So that'll be tomorrow night. That'll be awesome. That'll be on both streams and whatever. I don't know. Probably put it on Twitch. Um, oh, we'll see. We'll see. Dang it. That means I have to wear clothes. Mm. Yeah, it means people can watch it too. Yeah, that's true. People we don't know. What if we just say fuck it and try to get kicked off Twitch? Eventually? <laughs> I mean, we could do that, right? Yeah. We I mean, s- we have such low, uh, you know, we don't have like viewers or subscribers on there or anything. Yeah. They might not even notice. It's a low count. Unless they have like bots that scan for nipples or something. Unless pussies report us. Yeah, well, there's plenty of them out there. Something will get us in trouble, I'm sure. Or could it be her massive stripper titties? They are noticeably larger already. Yeah. I woke up with nipple pain like last week and I was like, no, there's changes going on already. Changes. <laughs> it's just like, and of course I had to text Nadia about it because we were just <laughs> going on about our symptoms. Oh, and you guys are like best buddies whatever. instantly now. It's, yeah, it's easy to bond over babies, I think. Yeah. For, for women, I guess. In my DNA. No. It's like you wake up, it feels like someone is poking a needle through your nipple, which I have experienced because I used to have my nipples pierced. A terrible decision. They did not heal. I had to take the piercing out. I regret it. I was very drunk when I decided to do it. Do not recommend getting pierced when you're drunk. But anyway, that's what it feels like in the mornings. Like if it's cold, especially. It's just like they're super sensitive to the cold now. I'm like, fuck. Mm, that's what my ankle is. Like, yeah. <laughs> Because it's got a metal plate in it, though. It's a little different. Well, and I can tell our dog Murphy, too. He's feeling the weather changes because he gets real grumpy when it's cold. He was hit by a car back in, when was that, 2012? 2013? 14, somewhere in there. He is a little guy. He's 12 pounds, and he got run over. Um, And thank God he made it, and he's doing good. But also, you know, another uh, plug for home care, the veterinarian we took him to... It amazingly happened to be a poodle owner herself. He's a, Murphy's a poodle mix. And she was like, he needs constant care, so I'm going to take him home with me. And so she brought him home and, like, took care of him all throughout the night and gave him a bed, you know, instead of leaving him in a cage. And uh, by the morning, he had already gone to the bathroom outside and was walking around like nothing happened. It was crazy. It's pretty wild. That was one of the worst days of my life, though. <laughs> Yes. Oh, man. Before we had kids, so it's like the dog is like your child. Yeah, I'd much rather take the dog getting hit by a car. Let's just put it that oh, way. Oh, for sure. Christ almighty. Our second dog was like howling at the back door because we didn't have a fence around the duplex we were staying in then. So he just wandered, wandered, wandered. And she probably wandered with him and then was like, hey, this is this is a bad idea. There's a lot of cars here. We should turn back. And then he didn't. And she came running. Like Lassie, because she's more of an Australian Shepherd, so that's in her. That's yeah. in her blood. And we said, "What? Timmy fell down the well." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Murphy is missing, and yeah, a good Samaritan took him in, so, and that also made it tough to find him because someone took him in. Well, they called it in too, though. That's right. That's, that's how, how we, we eventually found him. Got to her. Ay ay ay. That was not a cool day. There's your dose of trauma-based entertainment for the episode. <laughs> I'm hammered. <laughs> 
Maybe you are. No, not really. <laughs> I didn't think so. One is just wishful thinking, really. I think. Oh, bummer news. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We lost two musicians today. Yes. Yes, we did. Eddie Van Halen and Johnny Nash. Oh, fucking sucks. I don't have anything more mournful or respectful. So I have to play a gutter ball. We really need to make more jingles or something. Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. well. Put it on the to-do list. I've got a jingle wish list. It's just getting longer. I'm not striking any of it. i got to do promos. i got to do promos on this upcoming KC meetup, and we have to change it slightly. Oh, update on anyway, the meetup. You want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. So the last time we were at Knuckleheads, we saw a promo they were showing about... On Halloween, they were having an MTV 80s party, and we just got so fucking excited. We were like, hell yeah, MTV 80s? That's a perfect no-agenda meetup, mm-hmm. you know? We can all be Adam Curry or bring Adam Curry faces or whatever. Just have a great time. And it's still awesome, and I definitely encourage no-agenda folks to go. But that's at, what, like 7 p.m.? 7.30 yeah. doors, uh, 8.30 show, And there's like a cover, and, you know, we didn't want to force a meetup at a cover event, an event with a cover. Yeah. So they have an open jam on Saturdays during the day. So at 3.33, we're going to have our meetup there. And, you know, if you want to stay and for the show and party all night long, go for it. However, we, your grandfather... Is having a hip replacement. Right. And our sole babysitter, <laughs> not really, but our most trusted babysitter, Pops, will be up in Iowa taking care of him for three fucking weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's like the last week of the whole thing. It's so. through into November, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. so this, he has surgery on your birthday. Knuckleheads is a 21 plus venue. Can't bring the kids. Uh, your sister's having a, an alcohol fused. Uh, Halloween party that day, right? So, get her to watch the kids for the jam, and uh, then we're gonna have to ditch. Mm-hmm. We'll have to peace out. I know. I'm so bummed. I was looking forward to you shaving your mustache and teasing your hair up and using like a whole bottle of hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, by the way! It will be past your birthday. Oh shoot, show, that's so. right. Yeah, I guess our next show is on the 13th, huh? It is indeed. My birthday is on the 12th. Happy birthday! Sometimes this Christopher Columbus Day used to think that was a lame holiday for my birthday to coincide with, and now, fuck yeah, Chris Columbus. <laughs> Cristobal Colon! I, just, I mean, if it, if it offends people, I gotta kind of get behind it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Triggering the world you know. one birthday at a time. Yeah. This is actually pretty good for Jack Daniels. Well, it's like a Jack Daniels special, right? I'm not in a f- really a fan of Jack Daniels. Personally, I like Kentucky whiskeys, but... This is some Charcoal Mellowed uh, Master Distiller Series, the Jess Gamble Edition, which I got at a fucking Christmas exchange for my real estate office three years ago, three Christmases ago, so almost four years Jeebus. ago. No. Uh, yeah, whatever. Fucking math. But yeah, it's pretty tasty. I could do worse. I could do worse right down here in my collection, in fact. Oh, we've moved the bar down to the studio, so yeah. if you got a maker on... I mean, there's also uh, non-alcoholic beverages down here, too. So if you want to come to the studio and drink with us, we can now provide that. Yes, and you don't even need to find a safe driver because we also have a lovely inflatable queen mattress that fits comfortably in here. Yeah, it's right behind us. See it? See it? Theater of the mind. 
We have a big blow-up mattress behind us. Just imagine it. Close your eyes and imagine. Just imagine. Just imagine. But yeah, we're working on it. Studio is a work in progress for sure. I mean, (laughs) it's so funny because the studio, you know, you want... You get these ideas and you upgrade and then it like you get an idea in your head of what it, what it needs to look like. And then you just bust your ass all week. And then show day comes and you're like, oh, fuck, all the tools are still laying around from when I hung this thing and that thing on the wall. And crap's lying on the floor. And oh, Jesus. It's like I, I undo my work as I do my work so that I have more work to do. That's how it goes, I think. I don't know. Fucking way she goes, boys. I'm not Marie Kondo. No, I'm try not. to be try to get the cleaning done, but yeah. you do have a fun new toy here in the studio, though. Oh, which toy? Oh, yes, it's true. Sorry. I have so it. many toys, I lose track. <laughs> no, we got a tape deck uh, from Amazon. It's nothing like extra fancy or special, but it is a tube deck, uh, tube tape player. Uh, and the main reason was because Lorian just has an absolute shitload of cassettes um and i assume what like family ha- family holiday parties you used to play at most of these because there's a lot of christmas tapes and a lot of halloween tapes uh but then there's also tapes of you talking to your nana when you're like 21 months old uh, yeah that's cool stuff part of the show that's okay i can figure it out We'll figure out how to route it correctly. I need to route it through the soundboard correctly anyway. So I might just also take clips from it because we can digitize it. uh, And it also has a USB input. But I was like looking around and I set up a third camera, mainly not really even for bowl after bowl. It would be more useful for like Bone Zone radio stuff. Or if we have a a guest, like in-house guest, someday that might happen. Um, but I was counting my USB devices and it's just like, I think it's, I think it might be hitting an overload. Mm. Two sound devices. I've got the three cameras. Obviously you always have a keyboard and mouse. Um, and it's getting to the point. Oh yeah. And I have this, uh, card reader plugged in for, uh, SD cards. And then I have an external hard drive. And then the, uh, of course it's not plugged in right now, but I have the option to plug in the hard drive dock as well hard drive port so i'm just usb in to the absolute limit and i think maybe i'll have to buy a new card or something if i want to like have this many goddamn usb devices going at once oh it's a lot it's yeah. a lot that's always my problem i want to do like 900 things yeah at once mm-hmm. <laughs> well last night you played the cassettes cassette soundtrack to star wars a new hope Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and I thought I played it on the stream, but probably, I know. probably didn't. Uh, that's what I'm thinking is I probably didn't play it to the stream now. Well, we'll have to do some testing. Back to the lab on this uh, soundboard. Yeah. I'll just play the stream upstairs and call you on the phone and tell you when I can hear it. Yeah, there's a big dead spot in the... Yeah, it'll be truncated. In the audition file. That's hilarious. Basically, in the cassette clip that he played, all two seconds of it, I said... I saw a frog, it said ribbit, ribbit, and it jumped, and then I saw a deer. A deer. Well, I said deer, Nana said deer. Yep. I can't even fake a Boston accent. <laughs> I parked the car in Harvard Yard. Like, dude, nope. that's pathetic, dude. I'm so smart. Whoop. It's fucking retarded. I didn't throw Wicked in there this time. You didn't? No, no, indeed not. Oh, so the first real COVID death... 
finally happened. What? Yes. In a bar in Pittsburgh, an 80-year-old man approached another man, probably in his 60s, I think, because the other guy wasn't wearing a mask, and he decided to take it upon himself and say something. Well, unfortunately for him, he got punched really hard and fucking died. (laughs) So here's the first definite COVID death. Not that I'm for beating men, the old men no. to death in the face. Two old men get into a fight. That's just sad. But uh, yeah, there's this thing called like, this is my thing. If you're worried about this fucking extra contagious, extra deadly virus, and you know that those not wearing a mask could maybe spread it, and you also know that speaking or farting loudly at one another increases the risk of the spread, wouldn't you just like leave the room? Wouldn't you just leave the room? You'd be like, oh shit, that guy has a ma- has no mask on. He's putting me at risk. I'm going to get in his face. No, I'm going to leave the room. I'm going to get away. I think if you're that worried about it, you should just stay home. Yeah, that's another thing because you can do. Stay home. I think you're more likely to get into a car accident than to catch COVID personally, but Well, whatever. the thing about <laughs> it that's so nobody really discusses is all of these fucking, the way that they count them and label them, you know? If you, oh, yeah. if you die of anything and you have a positive test within 21 days, then you're a COVID death. Then you're counted. Then you're put on the stack. Then you're one of the number. We all know it's fucking rigged. Yeah. Did you see that? This is... Probably a few months ago now, but that motorcyclist who got into a crash and died in Florida, and then his family was pissed because they counted him as a COVID (laughs) death. Yeah, that seemed like May or June, I think. Something like early on. So much fuckery. I'm old enough to remember 15 days to slow the spread. (laughs) I I too remember that. But you know what also ticked me off is uh, the social media is censoring Trump's tweet about, he just was saying like flu season is coming and... More people will probably die from that than COVID. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, it. I mean, I, if you can censor the president. I read they totally removed it from Facebook and that they left it on Twitter, but they put their little like mansplaining note at oh, the bottom. Oh, like a like warning. Fake news warning. Yeah. <laughs> COVID misinformation. Get the facts here from Jack Dorsey. Mm. Click on this red exclamation point so well, you know there's danger involved. When can we consider them publishers? <sighs> When can we consider them publishers? Yeah, we gotta like you and I, something. I think we've been considering well, yes. them publishers. Yes, we do consider them when publishers. When does the but... federal government consider them publishers? Uh, I think they'd have to take the dick out of their mouth first. And so that's just never going to happen. Meh. Well, commercial bankruptcies are up 33%. Do tell. Commercial bankruptcies. That's really it. Just in the United States... The filings have increased like 78% compared to a year ago. And uh, throughout the pandemic, they've steadily increased also, and they're up 33%. And that was the headline was 33%. So, nice. You know, it's, they didn't go with the 78%. They went with the 33 Right. 33% to date compared to pre-pandemic times. Are still gotcha. seriously calling this a pandemic? I mean, ay, ay, ay. Everything is a scam. Yeah. Everything is I know. I hate it. Oh, Um, brother. Disneyland is laying off 2,800 employees, including Club 33 staff. Oh, shit. Yes. What will they do? Well, I don't think they're getting as many visitors as they usually do, probably. They'll have to redirect the funds or something. (laughs) Shit. Well, 
They're just saving a bunch of money there. Yeah. <laughs> Put it towards making a space princess. Leia does not count as I mean, a Disney princess. Club 33 staff. I mean, you'd have to think that most of those are like mostly tipped positions, right? Yeah. Can they really be saving that much? <clears throat> Unless literally there's nobody though, to serve. You have to get that membership, right? And then it's like all inclusive with the membership. So I picture them more as like a catering staff where they're just making sure all the food and booze is out. That's possible, but I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I've never been a staff at one of those high-end places, so I don't really know. But every uh, weight job and bar job I've ever had does not pay minimum wage. It pays the lower minimum, you know, there's a yeah. lower minimum for tip positions wage. Yeah, below minimum plus tips. Yeah. And then here was a, an interesting one for my third top 333 story this week. Uh-uh. A woman from Bridgewater, Massachusetts has had 33 family members affected by cancer. That was the headline. Oh, Jesus. They had to put 33 in the headline. But the actual story is that she received an award for being like a cancer advocate, you know, working with the American Cancer Society and hmm. whatnot. But what really ticked me off, this is a, I'm a ticked off person this episode. She has been one of the loudest voices against vaping, apparently, hmm. and like takes credit for the flavor ban in Massachusetts. And uh, one of my favorite excerpts from this article, she told a story about her grandson who smelt someone smoking a vape that smelled like Dunkaroos, the cookie and frosting snack, and that made him hungry. Morris told him, her name is uh, Patty Morris? Yeah, Patty Morris. Morris told him about the negative effects of vaping, and he replied that he didn't think it could be bad because it smelled good. She said that conversation made her want to break down and cry. Oh, man. That weighs heavy on my heart, soul, and butthole. Why is it always women leading these uh, prohibition movements, you know? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm seeing it wrong, but I just see lots of loud women (laughs) at the (laughs) forefront of... Man, get rid of this. That's bad. Well, carry a nation. Yeah, exactly. Ma uh, Hatchet, as she was known. Yeah, smashing all the booze. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's part of the mothering instinct that just like goes wrong, you know? Definitely wrong. Maybe part of it is that, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it she... doesn't help that she had 33 family members with cancer. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? Uh, yeah, and like only one of them was lung cancer. Slow down on the fucking cancer, bud. Seriously. Or, uh, you know, stop drinking the water. <laughs> Bridgewater water. Yeah. Bridgewater is my hometown. Well, Did I went to random schools, but. I don't suppose you knew the lady. Nope. Bridgewater's pretty big. Nope. No, and I didn't even have classmates I could think of with the last name of Morris. Yep. 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 You know, got to tell other people what they can't do. Fantastic. Uh, I love those people. I really love them. Those are the kind of people that get punched in the face at a bar and die. I did have some balls. Balls? To roll. Oh, yeah. I don't know why my brain immediately went to the um, ginseng drink. Oh. B-A-W-L-S. I was like, you have balls? <laughs> Obviously, you have balls. I mean, yeah. Big balls. It's hard to surprise, the, surprise you with the balls. Yeah, <laughs> at this point. But this wasn't really that surprising either. All right, let's hear it. Sharon and Ozzy Osbourne still have sex, quote, a couple times a week, talk show host says. Fuck yeah. That's rock and roll. Do you think they have sex under the graveyard? <laughs> oh, 
I don't know. <laughs> I can't even do my Aussie version. But I'll never forget. I've never oh, watched the Osbournes. But I did see like a <laughs> one second. Of, wait, I want to do it. I saw like one second of it when I was flipping through channels once as a kid. And fucking Sharon's got that little dog or many little dogs. I'm not sure. But Ozzy was on the couch and the dog is on the back of the couch. And he's like, Sharon, dog shot in my mouth, Sharon. <laughs> and I just, I that was the funniest fucking thing. Oh, I need to binge watch it just to get that fucking ISO. The dog shot in my mouth. <laughs> oh, Christ. Hell yeah. Uh, you gotta have sex. Yeah. With your spouse. That's what she was basically saying. She was just like, you know, it's not, you know, when you first fall in love, it's like there's like the goosebump tingly kind of stuff. Have sex all day. But then it's like, <clears throat> when you get to really know somebody over a long period of time it's more like an intimate like warm respectful love and communication you know yes you have to spice things up too yeah everything takes more more effort more <laughs> you know sure well, except for i mean i don't know sex for us has always been pretty natural it's all in the natural hips. part of the process <laughs> it's all in the yeah. hips you have to like thrust you know I saw an article. I didn't like bring it to the show for the show notes or anything, but some lady was like, I tried tantric sex and it was kind of cringy. And I was like, I was like, well, isn't all sex tantra? Like, if you're touching and like being physically involved with a person, isn't all sex a little cringy too? Let's be really fucking honest about it. Oh yeah, like bodies are gross and goofy. There's something you're gonna find that's definitely off. If you look for that, you can find it. I promise. Yeah. Well, after almost a decade with someone, you just stumble upon something sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't gross me out at all. Good. Security flaw. You're never gonna believe this shit. Oh boy. Security flaw left smart chastity sex toy users at risk of permanent lock-in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so right right off the bat. I didn't know there were chastity belts still. That someone would opt for one and then get a smart one? Right off the bat. Dumb. I don't understand like the dick lock thing. I'm not trying to kink shame. I just don't get it. I just don't understand what it is about it. That's like a turn on. I mean, I guess it's part of, like, the subculture, you know? Like, oh, I need to be told what to do and where to sit and how to be, like, confined. Well, but it, the only thing a chastity belt does is prevent a dick from going in you, right? So, well, like, what, these that... are chastity devices that you basically insert your dick and balls into. Oh. And then they lock. Oh, so it's for men. Right. I was picturing a vagina. Of course. <laughs> it's, like, the worst of all... Uh, oh my gosh! Worlds, See, you the, can't pee. The Kiwi, uh, the Kiwi Cellmate is this product's name, uh, and it's an internet-connected chastity lock. Sounds Chinese. Like, that's because it is Chinese. Fuck that! Don't buy anything from China for it's your like, penis. Uh, okay, so you know, in Especially. real estate, we have the we have the super locks where you connect to your phone and via Bluetooth, <laughs> it will like communicate with the device and unlock it. Yes. That's what these chastity devices do. So instead of like, you know, a key to your front door up in there, which is like, you know, not life-threatening if you get it stuck and lose it, you put your dick and balls in this thing, okay? And then you let a Bluetooth app lock it. 
The cellmate chastity lock works by allowing a trusted partner to remotely lock and unlock the chamber over Bluetooth using a mobile app. That app communicates with the lock using an API, but that API was left open and without a password, allowing anyone to take complete control of any user's device. Oh my gosh. Because the chamber was designed to lock with a metal ring underneath the user's penis, the researchers said it may require the intervention of a heavy-duty bolt cutter or an oh. angle grinder oh, to free fuck. the user. How embarrassing. And they deserve to be embarrassed. They deserve to they be embarrassed. They bought that. The unsecured API also allows access to the private messages and precise location from the user's app because that's one of the, I don't know, the jimmies of the fucking app. The DOM has control to authorize unlocking, and they can track the log to monitor time and location of unlocking, so the sub will not be able to cheat and escape. Okay, so if they're a sub, though, they might enjoy being embarrassed. Possibly. (laughs) They might like going to the fucking ER and saying, can you cut this off of my nuts, please? Tee-hee. Because I'm... Because I I trusted an electronic device (sighs) with my... Like, okay, you can be a sub to, like, a dom that you trust and love, and I guess that's one thing, especially if that person elevates you and, like, drags you into shit that you can never do on your own. But if you're a sub and your dom is a fucking Chinese Bluetooth smart device, okay? The problem with smart devices is the users have to be dumber than the device in order for the device to be relatively considered smart. Therefore... I don't know, man. I mean, this is an obvious, this is an obvious fuck up. Like, I can understand maybe, maybe, maybe you get the fridge that tells you to order more milk. Maybe. Mm. But putting your dick in something is just Mm-mm. a total other level completely. The problem, too, was that uh, this Kiwi place um, kept saying a fix would arrive. They said it arrive in August. <laughs> they said it arrive in September. They've missed three self-imposed deadlines to fix it because uh, they say, quote, we are a basement team. <laughs> so that's very oh. reassuring. Put your penis in a basement team's device. And then he also says uh, in a follow-up email explaining the risks to users, he says, when we fix it, it creates more problems. Oh, my gosh. So the problem also was um, they had they rolled out a new API but they pushed it on all the new devices that they were selling. So they just did a full update of new devices. But they couldn't pull the old API because if they pulled the old API, what would have happened is if anybody using the original generation devices was wearing them at the time they pulled the old API, it would remain locked. And there would have been nobody. So like, not only is it vulnerable to exploiting and somebody else could have locked it, but in order to fix it, they would have had to lock it on everyone out there and all oh. the ones in the wild that were already w- being worn. It would have locked them all. Oh my goodness. Just couldn't believe that one. No, I can't believe someone would find themselves in that predicament. <laughs> this one a bit reminded me of your papa. Woman wins $700,000 playing her late mother's lottery numbers. Oh, hell yeah. That's awesome. Only in Australia. Mm. Seaford Rye, South Australia. Shame I don't know my papa's numbers. Mm. Should start playing them. They've probably won while I haven't been playing them. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. And I was looking at, uh, I don't know if it's like world record season, but there was like 
six or seven different world record yeah, stories. I have a few. Even Hog's story talked about the ice cream scoop world record guy. Mm-hmm. I looked the Crazy. pictures up. That was pretty sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> it was sloppy. Sloppy is a good word. But this girl, she just broke the world record for the longest legs. Oh, wow. A 17-year-old Texas girl earned two Guinness world records thanks to her legs, which each measure more than four foot long. Now, one's longer <laughs> than the other, but they kind of buried the lead on that one. Huh. Her left leg measures four foot five and a quarter inches, while her right leg measures four foot 4.87 inches. Hmm. And uh, I was just thinking, like, if she stood next to you, her... Her legs would be up to my shoulders. Her legs would be almost as tall as you. Or my shoulders would be... Um, yeah, her legs are almost as tall as I am. Mm-hmm. Just my head would be above her legs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty wild, well, right? Well, shit, there's got to be an award for shortest legs in the world. And She's six foot ten. I can't take that one either, but... Nah. <laughs> wow. Four You're the world's shortest non-midget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. No, there's probably someone that's like, got that quarter of an inch less than me that makes me feel superior. There you go. Dwarf. Dwarf. Yeah. I think that's what you call a non-midget who's also a midge. <laughs> I thought that's what you called people who whistle while they work. Oh, yes. That too. Pretty funny though. She looks wild. Hey, if your name is Orlando, you can fly for free to Orlando, Florida with Frontier Airlines between the 13th and the 20th of this month. That seems like an oddly narrow uh, window. I thought it was narrow too. I thought that they were going to do the whole month of October. No. Just that week, which is like, I can't imagine they're making as much money as they normally do. I can't imagine there's as many people taking flights. Maybe there are, though. I well, think that dudes named Orlando are going to like hop up to the front of the line. Yeah. You know, maybe they're just betting on it being a loss leader and that like dudes named Orlando travel with other people and they'll have to like get the whole, you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. People will be paying to go with Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. Every Orlando plus one. Mm-hmm. You know, I hated flying before this vid nonsense, the yeah. Rona came. Mm-hmm. I just can't even imagine it now. I fucking wear a mask and get sprayed down with Lysol oh, and yeah. shit. Oh, like, yeah, that's where they what? care if you have a certain mask. Yeah, you gotta have a... And if you fucking pull it off mid-flight, mask. they'll ground the plane. Like, yeah, no. put you on a terrorist list and shit. They already were... It's crazy. Looking at my bones with the x-ray scans. This earth and- is wild. No, it's too much. Make you, make you take your shoes off because of one fucking guy. For the record, uh, four ten and a quarter. Oh is yes. Morgan's height. Yes, I am four ten and a quarter. Because those quarters matter. When you're four ten, they do. <laughs> yeah. Another Guinness World Record was broken for the largest mechanical wings. Oh, I saw that guy. Yeah. Hawkman or whatever it was. Yeah, his Hawkman cosplay, Andy Holt, a California dude. 19 feet 2 inches. He said that this was his sixth, sixth iteration of the mechanical wings. So, and that while he's been, uh, while there's been no cons or anything to go to during Corona, he's really been able to work on them and <laughs> get them Perfect that big. Them. Yeah. Make you imagine you got like the perfect costume and then you got those big ass wings and then you've got no con to go to. So you're just kind of wandering around showing them off and then you're like, break them and have to fix them and break Fuck. them and i mean guinness shows up though like that's obviously like just as good if not better than a Worth con it. So. yeah but now he has to wear them to a con too to show them off show people they're real how mechanical wings are so cool i just want ones that work fucking kid icarus up in this bitch <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah 
That'll end well. <laughs> yeah. An Australian couple also set a world record for the heaviest blueberry. Ooh. They grew the heaviest blueberry weighing a little over half an ounce. Damn. 0.57 ounces. It, it was a blueberry the size of a kiwi. <laughs> a blueberry the size of your palm. I saw a picture of the lady holding it. It was a fat blueberry. Damn. Looked so juicy and yummy. Did they give it steroids or? I don't know. They didn't go into the details on that. <laughs> Would it pass a testing facility? Probably. Did the blueberry maybe. pass? <laughs> we have to test the blueberries, DNA. I want a urine sample. And uh, another goofy story I found. This, <laughs> a guy in London was donating some stuff in a donation bin when he heard a cat meowing in there. So then he got worried. He was like, oh, shit, there's a cat trapped in the bin. He called the fire department to come save the cat. Well, turns out it was just a battery-operated toy. (laughs) 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 I would be so pit. I mean, it would be a fun job, I guess. You know, you didn't have to risk your life or nothing. For the glory. But, yeah. Well, I hope they recovered. All four of the double A's and then yeah. use well, them for something uh, more important. Yes, hopefully. And hey, for all you citizens out there donating or selling used items with batteries, take the fucking batteries out. Please. That shit's dangerous anyway. If you leave batteries in something over an extended period of time, they leak acid all over the place. Mm-hmm. They corrode the shit out of the battery compartment. The thing's not going to work anymore. Just take the batteries out, you lazy bitch. Yeah. That's a good PSA because I just bought... um a vintage little bear doll because our girls love little bear and pops loves little bear too he, i can't believe he didn't even know what little bear was we grew up in the 90s when little bear was he was always at hopping. work uh yeah when of little course. bear was on so he didn't really get you know he didn't get the full blast of nick jr like we did but i found this um animatronic little bear who like giggles and whatever and i was like oh that's perfect you know there's just a couple of bucks bought it the lady was like yeah he talks no, he fucking doesn't, because those batteries that were in there looked like fucking 90s batteries, and it was all corroded. It was so gross and bad, and now I'm trying to clean it and hope that it works, but, you know, throw it on the to-do list. <laughs> yep. Uh, a cyclist rode 2,500 miles in 36 days, 69 miles a day, to get from Poo Poo Point in Washington to Pee Pee Creek in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Now he's got his sights set on PP Island. <laughs> Should have started with PP Island, man. That's a rookie mistake. Seriously. But at least he left the poo poo. I had a yeah, leave the poo poo <laughs> for the uh sanitary PP. Yeah. I had to throw it in there. <laughs> you know, uh the boys did have a solid lowbrow bit. Um, kind of extended oh. bit during the donation segment about farting on airplanes <laughs> that I just quite enjoyed and I didn't get a chance to clip any of it Dang. yet. That'll be a great end of show mix someone's going to make. I'll make it eventually if it doesn't pop up. God, end of show mixes have just been like wall to wall lately. So like as though I didn't already have enough of a lack of motivation, I'm like, well, God, if I make a end of show mix, <laughs> I'll have to wait for three for shows. shows. And- yeah. Oh, and we man. gotta make those promos for and the we gotta make promos. Halloween meetup. So much to do, so much to do. Yes. And then, you know, starting the nineteenth, I'm gonna be in school. I don't think of it as school. I'll be in IT training, right? 
Yeah, intensive. And you'll be done by Asina's birthday, right? It's or true. right around there. The only reason that I'm doing it, besides like actually having a clear direction and a point A to point B, me to a job, and also being a skill set that I actually want and can use, unlike peace studies that I was in at Mizzou <laughs> at the end, right before I dropped out, fucking peace studies. Uh,. The fact that it's only four months means that I know I can commit and do it, and I'll be done. It's like, you know what? Dive all the way in, learn all of this shit, do it, do it, do it, all the way, and then you'll be done. You'll be done in February. It's like right around the corner. And with the... And it'll be out of the... I'll be done, we'll be done with the election. Hopefully Rona thrown in there as a bonus. Well, I was going to say... I hope that like there's like 30 million cases of the flu this season or something, and like just astronomical. Uh-huh. Just like pants on head retarded numbers that's a horrible thing to hope for that's what i hope <laughs> just to rub it in their faces <laughs> 33 million 33 million <laughs> no not deaths because that's the thing i mean no one's dying no one dies oh they just get it and then they're like <laughs> it's just positive well vaccine sales will be high probably i'll be high that's for sure <laughs> yeah. hey speaking of every day Oh, yeah. And while we're going back there, I remember what I was going to say. Oh, I love it when you remember. Oh, thank goodness I remember. My brain's not broken tonight. I was going to say, because of the Rona, your classes are mostly virtual, right? Oh, my God. Yep. Which is kind of fucking nice. It is kind of nice. I think there's like, out of the 40 days of class, I think 15 are in person. Wow. Something like that. I learn better in person, because then I'm more, I have to pay attention, Mm -hmm. because I'm there, and then... There's a person that you can yeah. talk to. Whereas at the end of like a conference call on Zoom or something, there might be 50 people hanging around trying to get through. And <laughs> I don't know. Or can you even like, then you're going to wait, stay after virtually. I don't know. Get an email, talk with people. Well, I guess it's fine. Two interesting things on that note. One is that you can go into Centric and do the remote on in person. So, like, it's still remote. Like, the instructor is teaching from their home, right? Yeah. But you can still sit in on their machines and do it for whatever, you know what If I mean? you didn't have a machine at their, home, I their, guess. their staff is still there and everything. No, everybody has a machine because we get a laptop oh, right. with the program. Um, but you can go in and there will be, like, the student coordinators or whoever the fuck's back there. Uh, all of those people are there. So you could, like, ask more questions of this. But... Bonus is there's a one year uh, unlimited resitting policy. So nice. Up to a year after your graduation date, you can come back to any one of those courses and you can resit and retake them. So if they're back into full classroom work and say, I don't know, you wanted to do C sharp fundamentals one over again, or uh, probably what would be more, uh, make more sense is. When you're actually developing and building an app. Yeah. And you do that for a Bringing week. Bringing your project. In a course and do that project. And then you're like, oh, fuck it, I'll take that week again and do a different application. Yes. Or, you know, you have a different idea that you want to work through. And you have different classmates to do it with too, you know. And I think I'm definitely going to take advantage of that. Yeah. And that's the other thing too about, yeah, going into class, you get to meet your classmates. I mean, you meet people over Zoom, but not really. I was bummed that my doula workshop was virtual yeah just because there's so much hands-on stuff and you know we all had to do it by ourselves which is fine but let's see let's see the first two days are in person and then 
all virtual until after holiday break, like after Thanksgiving break. Hmm. And then the week after Thanksgiving break, there's three days in person. And it's all virtual till after Christmas, till after New Year's, I should say. What do you think they're going to fill the Macy's Day Parade time slot with if they're not doing the parade, which I think is a fucking outrage. It's tragedy for sure. Uh, what will they do instead? I don't know. They'll probably have some fucking retard live stream from their home. Oh gosh, you're right. It'll just be people talking with shitty quality mics and creepy things in their backgrounds. And they'll be like, oh my God, isn't it so much better? Cause it's not all cold and stuff. And they'll be like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think we lost Ellen. Ellen, you'll have to, Try another network. Huh. You know, funny that you brought Ellen up. Did you see, uh, of course you wouldn't, but Chris Rock went on Ellen's show and I virtually. Did see that, actually. Oh, you did? In, Weird. I think we looked at the same news feeds. Probably. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Something, something, Dave Chappelle. Is that what you're going to say? No, no. He brought up on Ellen that after his like socially distanced shows he's doing. Mm hmm. He's been having like mushroom tea and weed parties, but the local sheriff, like someone went and interviewed yeah. his, the local sheriff and was like, shows. what do you think? Oh fuck. He was talking about Dave's shows. Yeah. Damn. I missed that. I didn't, I should have watched the whole fucking bit, but fuck Ellen. That makes way more sense. Yeah. And so then they, some asshole goes to the local sheriff and is like, what do you think about this? They got mushrooms and weed over at Dave's house. And the guy was like, well, I think he's joking because he needs content because he's a comedian. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's that's right. I don't even care if he meant it or not. Hell yeah. Yeah. It is funny to eat mushrooms. It's always funny. Goom, da goom. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So we're back behind the curtain. Oh, yeah, that's right. Talking about these mushroom tea parties. and <laughs> Something special supposed to happen back here behind that curtain. Oh, I guess we can talk about our first time. The first time I ever went bowling, huh? Yes. We did get some input. Oh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, would you like to hear a voicemail? Yeah. Oh. Let's whoa. listen to a voicemail. Oh, I have weed news, too. Look at that. That's funny. Whoa. I was, like, digging today for some stuff, and I found some stuff. <laughs> digging today for the show. Uh Let's see. We talked about Dustin's text. Yes. That was from the last first time ever. Here we go. Hey, Lion Helm here again. I don't even remember the first time I went because I was too young, but I do remember the first distinct incident at a bowling alley I was at, and that was when I dropped a bowling ball on my big toe when I was in Cub Scouts, and I lost that toenail. Oh. Oof. Dang. Goner. It's a goner. Fucking ouchie, bro. My mom doesn't have big uh, toenails on either her big toes. Because she dropped bowling balls on them? Um, I can't remember why. I think it's something to do with track hmm. and ingrown toenails. Like mm. they were so severely ingrown that they had to be removed. I'm just going to... Uh... I do remember my first bowling experience. Yes. It was candlestick bowling mm-hmm. though. And my papa... Quite popular out east. Yes, why? <laughs> In New England specifically. <laughs> my great grandpa, my papa took me. It was at uh, Ryan's... Family amusement. Okay. We went there mm. with Miriam to bowl when yeah. we visited out east. So Spence has been there. And uh, yeah, candlestick bowling. Uh, it was pretty fucking terrible. I, I don't know why. 
But I roll better with a normal bowling. Everyone does. Oh, yeah. Candlestick bowling is hard as fuck. My papa was, he whipped it and just, I mean, because you got the the little ball, you know, and then the little pins. Uh, He fucking was crazy good at it. See, with candlestick, like, the pins are not as fat, so it's harder to smack each other. You get an extra roll. The ball is tiny. Yeah, like palm size for my baby hands. It's like a ski ball. Maybe slightly, maybe slightly larger, but not much. Uh, not much larger than a ski ball. But another kind of advantage of candlestick bowling is they're not scraped uh, between rolls. So you knock the first pins over, and then they could still be laying there in the lane to smack into other pins potentially. Yes. Um, and if you're good at whipping it and getting into like a helicopter spin, then you can maybe like mow the rest of them down. But it's it's harder to be consistent. It's not like in candlestick, it's not like if you just hit that pocket just right, it'll pop every time, you know? Yeah. So that was my first time. So my first time bowling was what had been the the Raytown Bowl. Because my dad worked with a guy who owned a bowling alley in Raytown that no longer exists, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, uh, mainly I wouldn't bowl there. Mainly I w- would uh, stay in the little daycare center they had. Hmm. Uh, and Fran would watch us all. Fran. Fran was the nanny there. She was like this ancient lady. And mainly we would just watch like The Mask or something like that. Play with toys. You know, just like uh, any kind of daycare thing. They'd have it in church. It was sort of similar. Only in a smoke-filled bowling alley. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And my bowling alley had a baseball pinball game where like you just have the bat there and then it would like pitch the pinball at you and you'd smack it and try to hit home runs or singles or whatever the hell. And it would spit out baseball cards at you. So most Whoa. of my baseball cards, when I started off my collection, came from that playing that baseball game. Oh, I love that thing. They also had the candy um, crane game where it's play till you win. And you just put a quarter in and then you keep grabbing Jolly Ranchers. Or, of course, I always wanted dots. Dots were kind of the goal. So I would play till I won dots. And if you like... Went down and grabbed, and all it was was like banana now and later. Then you just shake the shit out of the machine till it fell out of the, you know, <laughs> fell out of the crane so that you could. Oh, try play. again. Yeah, because you don't want to waste your quarter on a goddamn banana, banana candy was my least favorite, too. Like the fucking banana. Ugh. We have another bowling memory. All right. Actually, uh, well, it's definitely a voicemail. I'm just going to go ahead and assume it's a bowling memory because transcription is not available. I, re- I remember another early bowling experience. I was. Still in elementary school, and uh, the school had this old ass gym and old ass gym equipment. And uh, this is the early 90s, and one of the activities, uh, well, I think we only did it maybe a couple of times, uh, was bowling indoors when the weather was bad outside. We'd do all sorts of things in the gym, and that was one of them. But the pins were, they were probably wood pins, they were like normal bowling pins but the bowling balls were a hard rubber. They bounced, and they wouldn't they wouldn't damage the gym floor. Yeah. Well, there was a reason we only played that a couple of times, uh, and that was and maybe only once. Maybe my brain is duplicating it. Damn. But uh, we would throw those as soon as we realized they were hard rubber balls, and they would fucking bounce yeah. if you just really slammed them down. So we were doing all sorts of crazy shit, throwing them off the top of the bleachers and all sorts of crap like that. <laughs> and uh, that did not last long, let me tell you. Anyway, in the bowl. In the bowl. Park one up, because that's what I'm doing. 
Love you. Bye. Oh. Spark one up. What a lovely Fuck gentleman. Yeah. Dude, I totally forgot about that. My elementary school had that too. Uh, we did, and I think you're right. I think it was just a one-time thing because it was such a goddamn disaster. Because I had totally forgotten about that until you uh, until you brought it up, man. Wow. Oh, that's pretty cool. Really brings back memories. Yeah, they bounced like they were heavy as <laughs> shit, and so they didn't really bounce. You had to like put the bounce in them. You know, you couldn't just drop them and then they'd bounce, 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 bounce. But if you threw them against something, then boy, they'd bounce the first time for sure. And just wreck shit, too. Man. They would just wreck shit. My elementary school experience was clearly a rip-off, then. There we go. Now we have a transcription on it. I ain't getting rubber, bouncy bowling oh, wait. balls. We have another. No. Oh. We have a second voicemail. Because that's funny. He started off the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, he said that. I remember another. He was like, I remember another bowling experience. And I was like, another? Another? What? Well, he was talking about the first one he left called this. Yeah, I remember the first time I went bowling... Kind of. I don't remember exactly what age. Second or third grade. There was a friend's birthday party at a, a local bowling alley. And I I remember that um, I, the kids had, like, laughed at me because my mom had made party favors for everybody. And they were like, you know, that's, that's, that's his mom's job. It's his birthday. His mom does the party favors. Why is your mom doing party favors for everybody? And I didn't, I didn't get it. And I still kind of don't. Like she was just being nice. But I remember that, and I remember um, trying to bowl. Like I'd watched it on TV with my dad, and uh, trying to get that uh, swing of the arm right and the swooping out of the foot as you get up to the line. I don't remember how I did. I might have done terrible. I might have done good for a eight or nine year old. Or even seven, however the fucking old I was. <laughs> Who knows? I vaguely remember that. Um, but uh, I used to go bowling a lot with a bunch of buddies. And, uh, you know, drink. Drinking and bowling, yeah. always a good time. Hand Just like hand. bowl after bowl, always a good time. Always a good time. It's always a good time when Fletcher leaves a voicemail. Hell yeah. When you get two, it's just like, I don't even know what to do with two. I feel so Double the prizes. Blessed. Double, double the fun. prizes. Like Sid and Toy Story double prizes. Yes, I actually, we have a fridge magnet that says <laughs> uh, my drinking team has a bowling problem for that exact reason. Because it's like, you know, they just go hand in hand. It's true. In fact, the best game I ever rolled still is like my personal high. I was fucking hammered. And I had been drinking um, mostly at work because sometimes you drink at work when you're making cookie dough. It's like not, you know, it's like a... It's not, I wasn't an essential worker really, but I made a lot of cookie dough. And, uh, yeah, I got drunk enough to go to the bowling alley and then drink some more. And I had this Thai flask, which is the most brilliant thing ever. I need another one. The problem is that they were cheaply made, and so they broke easy. It was plastic components, but essentially it's, it's a, it's a false tie, but it's not a clip on. It's more of like a, one of those ones that snaps in the back or like folds over itself in the back. There's a little like, fastener in the back and then it's just like a regular looking tie uh, a long necktie the front of the tie the wider part was a hidden flask just like a pouch it held five ounces and then the back part the skinnier part of the tie was a camelback type straw so you could just bite on the smaller end of the tie and drink directly out of the flask without ever opening a flask or looking like you're doing anything other than like 
chewing on your tie definitely looks a little juvenile, but it's not like totally out of place. People just assume you're fucking like autistic or something and they don't really say anything, but really you're just drinking whiskey. Fantastic. And I was hammered enough to really like probably play up the autistic angle too. So people <laughs> just throwing strike after strike. I started with like uh gutter spare mm. or something like that. And it was strikes all the way to like, the last uh the last frame fucking oh no yeah, it's like 260 something or 270 something i don't know there's a picture of it somewhere i would have to go digging for it <laughs> made new friends that night too yes we did that made was new cool. friends no one could take their eyes off you i thought you were going can't take my eyes off you yeah I, I, was, going? <laughs> I was heating up i was heating up that night lane 26 <laughs> can't stop me fantastic i did have some some weed stories uh michigan has completely phased out their medical cannabis caregivers program oh. uh, as part of the retail supply chain. So when they first opened up the rec market, um, the caregivers, the medical caregivers, were allowed to sell their excess crop to dispensaries. Uh, and that was kind of a to help them get through the first opening up when ju- grows are just getting up and getting licensed and they're not really cranking out and having everything dialed in and yeah. demand is incredibly high. And so for a time they gr- allowed the uh, caregivers to sell their excess bud to the licensed uh, dispensaries, but that is no longer in effect. So they started that transition in March and they ended it uh, last week, hmm. which is wild. That's too bad. I mean, but who has extra? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, it's a plant, you know. You can make extra. You just grow some more. Get a little side income there. Yeah. Selling back to him, like with energy. Five states in play on the ballot. Uh, we were trying to think of them earlier, and we could only come up with South Dakota and Mississippi. But you were, you came up with Arizona. That's mm-hmm. the third one. Uh, Montana and New Jersey. Oh, New Jersey. That's right. So Jersey's going Rec, uh, three of them are going rec, potentially. New Jersey, Montana, and Arizona all have rec on the ballot. South Dakota actually has both on the ballot. Good luck, South Dakota. You just go full full recreational. Yeah. Be the first state. Can you imagine the first state to do it, to just make the jump straight to rec and skip the whole medical nonsense would be South Dakota. Wild. One of, one of the only states that didn't have a lockdown order to over this Rona thing. South Dakota. Might be hmm, a place like, that's like where a, fucking Sturgis is at, you know? Yeah, land of the free. It probably just is so much colder in South Dakota, though. It's the only problem I have with it. But like, as far as, like, running around with your tits out, it probably wouldn't be that big a deal at all. Just get into winter sports. Winter sports. Uh, Mississippi is the only one that's just a medical on the ballot right now. And hell, Mississippi, man. They grow that's all of the too. fed. They, they grow all of the fetty pot. Yep. At the University of Mississippi down there. So, like, it's already around, but you can't have it. That's the problem. <laughs> so dumb. Yet another <clears throat> court has struck down the uh, smell of cannabis uh, being probable cause for a vehicle's search. I know we've had that similar story come up before, but yep. more and more co- courts are finding that same thing in uh, legal states. Uh, saying that state police don't have a valid legal reason for searching a car just because it smells like weed. And that's a good thing. Yeah, because weed is stinky. Weed is stinky and weed is weed. Weed, that's the thing, man. Um, weed isn't evidence of like other crimes, too, necessarily. You know. Yeah. I would say 
but unless it's like kids, unless it's like young kids, like if you if you have a fucking grown ass person and they're pulled over and they're smelling like weed, it's just weed. Exactly. It's all they're fucking with is weed. More than likely. But weed has always been the gateway to getting your car fucking searched. I know, yeah, it's terrible. They've even got them uh smelloscopes. Smelloscope? Yeah, you ever seen those? Nope. They can like smell at a distance. Oh jeez! Through it looks like a megaphone, but it has these two thi- two prongs that come out and fit in each nostril. Yeah, that's fucked up. It's like nose binoculars or something. It's a real thing. It's a real thing they came up I with. I believe uh, you. Um, I'm just horrified that it's in use. God damn it! I'm having a very difficult time finding it now. Maybe I got trolled years ago. <laughs> Oh, wait, isn't that first article right there how a city decided to buy this ridiculous weed oh. smelling device? Yeah, there it is. Oh, Jesus. Well, it was Vice, so I like. I think uh, I just didn't see it in my brain. Ha! <laughs> nice. Yeah, they're fantastic. 2000 a unit. Um, it's a smelloscope. 2000 bucks, and just think of all those citations for weed that you <laughs> the write. The Nasal Ranger. A field olfactometer. Because I refuse to say olfactometer. <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce it. Oh my I goodness. like olfactometer. Yeah. It it's uh let you smell it so you can search from a distance. Fuck that. Gain probable cause from three hundred percent further away. Three hundred thirty percent further away. Oh, there you go. How could I? I don't know. That was my uh last weed story though. All three thousand expungements just went down in Colorado. For low-level weed offenses, so that's nice. That's good. The governor expunged yes. three thousand. I mean, one hundred percent pro expunging weed. Yeah, definitely. But this shouldn't even. Have this been. is what ticks me off. Is he says it's only low level, you know? So that could be like less sure. than an ounce. And yep. fuck it, it's all weed. I want all weed offenses yeah. gone. Guys that have thirty pounds in a truck, like I don't care. I really don't. Exactly. It's a fucking plant. Once they get into other shit, then you can talk about other shit. But if it's just weed, I don't care. I don't care if it's 100. I, did. I don't care if it's 400 pounds in a U-Haul truck. I don't care if it's tractor trailers full of shit. The FBI uniform crime report came out, and it showed that while arrests for weed are going down, they still are making more weed arrests than violent criminal arrests. Jeez. Well, but, I mean, it's you just know? The, it's the easy picking. Exactly. It's the low-hanging fruit. You can, like you said, you can smell it, and then um, you also know that a majority of those kids are going to be pretty docile, you know? You're not going to get, like, stabbed by a pothead trying to take them into custody. Exactly. Who wants to go after the violent criminals? That's scary. Wow, Dwadham's got some pretty grow going. Some of that outdoor. Oh, nice. In the raised beds. The grow of this year. Looking good, my friend. Looking good out there. In free America get this revenge porn lawsuit involving las vegas fire and rescue is finally set for settlement (laughs) this thing has been dragging out for two years so i like that really raised my eyebrows right uh when you read this story basically what happened wait before you tell can i explain where my brain immediately went absolutely it was like the whole fire department made a porno with someone that's literally where my brain went cool (laughs) no no that's not what happened happened was a female firefighter learned a video she shot and then sent to her boyfriend at the time, who was also a firefighter, was making the rounds 
on taxpayer time and city property. So her boyfriend was showing this video of at work. her at work to other firefighters. Um, so now there's this big-ass taxpayer-funded city settlement over it. Wow. But what irritates me is how this phrase, revenge porn, has just morphed into this big-ass monster that's just now like yeah. just a catch-all phrase for... I didn't want you to see my nudes. Like, it's getting a little irritating. Revenge porn is something very specific. Revenge porn is you filmed a video with someone you were dating, and then you broke up with them or pissed them off in some other way, but almost exclusively it's you broke up with them, and then they, being an asshole, decide to publish it on the internet. Yes, where everyone everyone to see see for the specific purpose of, like embarrassing you and shaming you over and over a sex tape that's revenge porn it's not like some guy showed it to some people at work you yeah, know like just stayed on oh his now phone. seven people saw it who the guy knows and she knows like they all know each other kind of thing you know yeah and it wasn't out of fucking spite or anything it was more like oh dude check this out you know what i mean like i mean you're not showing that as like a oh fuck her she sucks you know you're showing it as like oh dude you'll enjoy this look at the rack (laughs) on uh my lady friend here my special lady which isn't revenge i mean okay is it bad (laughs) i feel so let down (laughs) it's 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 over the line to do this right it's not okay uh it's inappropriate at work for sure inappropriate also at work sucks dating um, co-workers I, it's kind of inappropriate <laughs> i think the whole thing about like on tax on city property and taxpayer dollars it's like that's pushing it city property isn't some kind of fucking holy ground okay i don't get over yourselves i don't give a shit that it's on city property that this happened that shouldn't like escalate what happened that shouldn't really change it like that's where he was at work right if i'm at work and I don't work on city property, and he's at work, and he happens to work on city property. Ooh, what's the fucking difference? You're at work. Yeah. You know, as far as like a criminal uh, philosophy goes, or like, you know, what he did wasn't worse or better because he was on city property. Yeah. It's like a non factor. I don't know why that's a big issue. And, you know, uh, so much for everything staying in Vegas that happens there. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I guess he thought, you know, it would just stay in the. Not even just in Vegas, but at the fire department in <laughs> Vegas. But then it just becomes this thing, you know. She's Streisand affected People herself. People just can't keep their <laughs> fucking mouth shut. That's the problem. Well, maybe she can retire you know? with the settlement. And I guess it might be a little different. Like, if it's somebody, like, just imagine that. It's at work. So you're at firefighters where you're already, like, a risk-taking kind of uh, endeavor, yeah. right? But then you're also at work. So, like, think of workplace office gossip. And then... Add the saliciousness of a sex tape. And you're just like, uh, it's obviously going to be a fucking disaster. (laughs) But it's not revenge porn, okay? Stop it. It's not revenge porn. That's a specific thing. Yeah. And I hate that they led with like... She's the one getting revenge on the city. Yeah. The city (laughs) didn't do nothing. nothing The city didn't do anything, you know? The city can't fucking be held liable because this uh, maniac, your boyfriend, by the way, like... (laughs) Your boyfriend who you shot the thing with. How is the city city culpable? That's the part that blows my mind. You know, like as a taxpayer, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Why am I on the hook? Like, okay, sue your fucking boyfriend. Don't sue the city. 
And now you know what it means. It means they're going to have to have like extra sensitivity trainings and all this other bullshit. Yeah, that's a bad precedent. Probably going to have to like run spyware on all your phones and all that shit, you know. When on city time, you must operate this spyware app on your phone so that we know you're not looking at boobs. I mean, I close my eyes and I'm looking at boobs. Yeah. Because I got a good imagination. And people with non-city jobs, they can look at boobs. That's not fair. (laughs) It is discrimination against city workers, the public workers being held down, man. (laughs) So far tonight, I'm average. The way I envisioned this story going was way more exciting than where it went. I know. That's why I had to rant about it. it, When they said, like, Las Vegas Fire and Rescue, I pictured, like... Game I know immediately orgy, like, like, like people banging in the fire station like got a good set behind you like like they're at work and they decided to use their idle time to make a porno $280,000 settlement that's pretty good I mean that's like a that's like not a bad strategy just make a porn find a guy <laughs> in any city job maybe he's a cop maybe he's a firefighter maybe he's a sanitation worker oh, maybe he's at the water works right don't give people these ideas. Fuck him. You, you fuck him. Yeah. You make sure it. he's recording it, right? Because the beautiful thing about that is you can go, oh, baby, you want to record it? Like, you just have to suggest it. That's it. And then, like, it's fucking going to fucking be recorded. No question. But the part of you asking him to record it ain't on record because he ain't recording yet. So you're perfect. <sighs> you have plausible deniability. That part's not going to be on record. He can claim that you told him to record it. You can claim you didn't fucking know or something, you know? Uh, especially if you get him to just like set it up in some sketchy looking place where you can pretend like you didn't know it was there. And then you just fucking wait for him to show his buddies at work and you sue the whole goddamn sue city. city. <laughs> and then that's how you get paid for putting in the work. Fucking and recording it. According to court records, one firefighter captain, fire department captain, told the female firefighter, you have to realize, guys are perverts and you're a hot chick. And if there's a naked video, they're going to want to watch it. Ding, ding, ding. I mean, he's not incorrect, but like, can you imagine saying that to a chick? Just like trying to kind of like... Oh, trying to calm her down. Sum up the situation and like just console her sort of, but (laughs) also be like, it's not that bad. And like, you know, boys will be boys. It's going to happen. Like you had to expect something was going to, and then it becomes a court document like months later. Oh my God, bud. That's why you just got to get them consent forms signed or some shit. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, okay, if you don't, if you don't want the whole world to see, then don't take a picture of it on a cell phone. Yeah, but it's like you brought up. It could just be a money thing. You know, there's a lawsuit at the end of it. Right. I mean, you should absolutely not be able to fucking sue the city over this shit. I think it's, I think it's egregious to be able to steal taxpayer funds because somebody saw your tits on a cell phone screen. The taxpayers paid. big fucking deal. For your porn video. I'm sorry, but big fucking deal, man. Like. The, the part where that gets really bad and fucks with people's lives is like underage kids when it happens to oh, them in yeah. high school or junior high and like everyone is sharing it in school, right? If you're a grown-ass woman on the fire department and you're fucking at work, <laughs> you know, you're already begging this dude. Like, that shit's just known, you know? It's not the same thing. Yeah. You've got to, at some point, you have to enter the adult world and be able to just like deal with the consequences of your actions, you know? Like to some extent. And yes, it's not her fault that her dumbass boyfriend shared it at work. But like I said, it's definitely not the city's fault. It's not, it's not 0% her fault, you know? 
Yeah. She consented to. She has a some she has somewhat of a culpability of, you know, either A letting him film it or B finding out if you know not making delete it. Like I don't know. That's just my two cents. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Get a city job, show your buddies, the OnlyFans, and then I can see <laughs> oh, just kidding. There's our exit strategy. <laughs> we could double dip because we could like try to gain gain subscribers and then sue on the back end. It's fantastic. That's our exit strategy. Speaking of exit strategies, might be about time to exit this bowl. What do you think? Yeah, it's about that time. It's right around about that time, ladies and gentlemen. We do want to thank you for hanging out this Tuesday night in the bowl. Join us tomorrow. Time and station to be announced, but you can probably find it everywhere. I think we can fi- figure out a way to just stream it to all streams. All streams lead to streaming. And uh, join us for the vice presidential debate. It should be exciting. Two of the most forgettable people in American politics will go head to head. Mike Pence. I don't think anybody is more forgettable than Mike <laughs> Pence. Like, I still literally can't think of a Mike Pence quote. No, me neither. I kind of vaguely can think of what his voice sounds like, but not like forming words. Eh. More of like the echoes of what what his echo sounds like. And then I can see him, you know? He looks I can like, see him. He looks like the white-haired guy out of fucking Johnny Quest. Like. Well, I fell down a Pence's time-traveling, shape-shifting rabbit hole once. <laughs> Do you remember that? The Pence's, like... All the pe- all the people in politics that look like him, people's wives and whatnot. Oh, oh right, yeah, the Pence clones and whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Remember Some of the exactly. greatest uh, conspiracy theories reading, abound on the internet. <laughs> and so that's what comes to my mind first, because that was memorable and his quotes. Yeah, not very, but we'll see how this goes. See if uh, Tupac gets brought up tomorrow. Yeah, see how m- more cringe uh, Kamala can get pretending she's like. A hip-hop fan. (laughs) For Christ's sakes. I also listen to the Biggie Smalls of fellow kids. Well, hey, it's been a really fun time. And uh, until next time. May your bowls burn ever brighter. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. It's true!